Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. And if you've just joined us, welcome, welcome to the DL Link Show. I'm Nikki Seberini and I have Megan Hoskin um, on the line. We've had Megan before. It's always lovely. She's the crisis line and marketing manager at Netcare Akiso. Megan, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I know that at Akiso, um, it's all about supporting people through mental health issues. Uh, you know, you run this crisis line, such valuable work and really so needed, especially during these challenging times. Perhaps we can start off, uh, Megan, by just looking at the link between having mental well-being and having boundaries in place, the importance um, of these boundaries for our mental well-being. It really is so important because if we don't have boundaries in our relationships with the people around us, we often find that we feel like we're being mistreated or that we're not being respected. But in reality, we're not putting out the message that we're hoping to get across and therefore helping people understand how we want to be treated. And so when we're feeling mistreated in some ways, obviously that can have many negative impacts on our mental health. And when we have those boundaries in place, it helps us to take a bit more control, to take some accountability for how we're feeling but also then to make sure that we're engaging on a level that's positive for our mental well-being and how we want to live our lives. Okay, I see that. So that makes perfect sense, Megan. So let's look at what a boundary actually is. So let's all be very clear on what this boundary is. Is a boundary just this is what I will and won't accept? This is what I can and can't do? How, how would you define a boundary in terms of this and to promote mental well-being? So our boundaries in our relationships are, are largely linked to what we are prepared to accept and what we value. So what do we find important for ourselves and our self-respect and our well-being? So when we when we look at boundaries as a broad thing, we we tend to picture them as as very inflexible. Um, you know, you think of a boundary wall and, and that's a, a fixed structure that cannot be removed or cannot be changed easily. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our boundaries need a little bit of flexibility, but in reality, they are things that we're willing or not willing to accept in our relationships. And we need to be reasonable about it. Uh, we can't just, you know, set random boundaries. But once we've put some thought into what matters the most to us and what we need, it actually can have added benefits on then improving your relationship. So not only your own mental well-being, but because now your relationships are are working in these boundaries that both parties have set, you're able to respect each other more and to have better conversations around things that really matter without then unintentionally disrespecting or or hurting someone else. So what I'm hearing, Megan, is that these, these boundary walls exist. And sometimes they serve us and sometimes they don't. If we want them to serve us, if we want them to contribute positively to our mental well-being, to our relationships, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we will and won't accept. So actually the first step in setting boundaries is identifying what our pre-existing boundaries are and whether they fall in line with who we are at this point, right? Absolutely. We need to have that insight um, into where we're at at the moment and this can change over time obviously depending on what we've gone through but yeah. we have to have that insight to be able to to make that connection between what boundaries we're putting down and what we're then willing to accept as a result and then also how we engage with other people's boundaries so it's really a give and take 
but mm. absolutely to to have reasonable boundaries in place that will benefit you you have to have some insight into yourself where you're at and what you're going through so that uh-huh. when things change your boundaries may need to adjust so that you continue to build on that that aspect of yourself so like with anything in life it's usually only when we go through the really tough times that we stop and go hang on like what's happening maybe I can grow or maybe that's when one looks at oneself and says well this is what I will and will not accept but to get to know oneself before getting to that stage which could sometimes be an extreme and pretty painful stage what do you suggest, Megan? What what kind of questions should people now listening be asking themselves at the beginning of 2023 to get to know themselves? Where are you now? What serves you and and are the boundaries that you have in place serving you? So so just to clarify what I've asked you, what do, what do you recommend for people who are listening um, to get to know themselves and and create boundaries that serve them and keep them in place if 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 possible? So I think the first thing is to to be prepared that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, when we when we evaluate ourselves, we tend to to focus on only the the good things, um, and to really get some insight into ourselves, we have to be willing to get a little bit uncomfortable and and ask what pushes us, what are we maybe allowing that we don't want to accept, and and where does that responsibility responsibility sit on us? I think as a as a person. We need to to look at our lives holistically. So we need to to ask ourselves, where are different aspects in our lives that contribute to what we're doing? Is that family, friends, work, your physical health, uh, your mental health, and where do they link up? So we get a a full map, basically, of our our lives happening. And once Mm. we've got a bit of an understanding of that, we can then ask ourselves the the tough questions and say, okay, let's reevaluate what is happening in this aspect of my life at this point. So, for example, in my marriage, what is happening in my marriage? What are the good things? What are the things I want to work on? On those things that are good or the things I want to work on, what could I do to feel more respected or to feel more protected? Is that a boundary that I can put in place? What does my partner need to to allow that to happen as well? So we have to ask those, those questions to say, where are we at now? And ultimately, where do we want to be? And what do we need to do to fill that gap? And it's hard because, you know, often we come into 2023 with these big goals and dreams and then reality kicks in once we're back at work and life starts happening and we lose sight of the things that were positive that we went into the new year with. We need to hold on to that and ask ourselves really, what is our end goal? What is our best version of ourselves we want to be? And what small or big changes can we make? to do that, whether it's something simple like waking up half an hour earlier, is it maybe putting your phone, telling your partner, I don't want you to be on your phone the half hour before we go to bed because I want to have a conversation with you or those little things that can add up over time um, that help us to understand that bigger map and where we're, where we're actually going. Hmm. I love those points. And I, and I think that what we need to stress is that it takes time to do this. So it's all very well having this idea of who you want to be and where you want to go in the year, but you have to plan out the steps. Like you've said, um, otherwise the change isn't going to happen. This is, this is what I'm hearing, Megan. So, and please correct me if I, if I have. No, yeah, we have to take small steps to reach the big ones. Yeah. Um, we have very specific and conscious about it, right? Yeah. And not put our pressure on ourselves to achieve that big goal in an unrealistic time. Small things add up over time to reach that goal eventually. But it can feel disheartening when you feel like you're not achieving the big thing. But the small things do add up. 
So let's talk about, um, before we do say goodbye, because I think that this is one that perhaps many people can relate to. You know, you get the people pleasers, um, that they'll do anything. Um, and then you get those who take advantage of the people pleasers. So I, I think that would be seen as maybe a person who finds it difficult to have these boundaries in place where they find they're saying yes when they actually mean no. So for those people who can relate and who are nodding right now, I mean, we've we've covered quite a bit, but what would you say to that person who really finds it so difficult to say no? First, we need to understand why. Why are we struggling to say no? Is it because we we don't agree with it? Is it because we don't have the capacity to do something? Is it there's a deeper underlying issue? And if we, if the answer to those questions is really that you, you can't say no because you want to keep everyone else happy, which often comes at the expense of making yourself unhappy, then we have to start small and we have to start with saying, what can I tell the people around me about what I can and cannot offer? And that can be something simple in terms of saying, um, maybe it's a partial no in the beginning because it's, it can be a big shift, but mm. To put those, those kind of understandings in place through an honest conversation that I don't have the, perhaps the emotional capacity right now to, to say yes to what you're doing. Or I want to say yes, but if I do, I will not be able to do it to the best of my ability. Mm. And then we slowly, slowly build up to being able to say no to the bigger things. Um, and that really at the end of the day helps, helps you to, to look after yourself because most of the time if you are finding yourself being a people pleaser you eventually end up feeling like you're being taken advantage of and and that can lead to a lot of resentment so if you're not happy saying yes to stuff we need to start slowly to learn how do we how do we slowly say small no's then big no's and then by default realize what are the important things to say yes to It's a, it's a work in progress. That's what it sounds like. Megan, um, we're going to take a quick break. Please stay with us. Um, I've just got one more question for you. Thanks so much. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back um, to the DR Link Show. Megan Hoskin, who's the crisis line and marketing manager at Netcare Akiso is on the show. We've been talking about boundaries, setting boundaries. Sure, and it really is um, taking time out to know yourself, um, know who you are, what you, what your values are, and then trying to step by step, as Megan said, start with the small things and then slowly start to get these boundaries in place. Really interesting, and I suppose something that can can take an entire lifetime. Um, Megan, the um, Nikkei Akiso, this crisis line, perhaps you can just share with us for our listeners, is it available to everyone? Um, how does the crisis line work? Um, maybe you can just share with us. Sure. So the Nikkei Akiso crisis line is available 24-7 via telephone on 0861-435-787. And we're really there to to lend an ear. Uh, we're there to help people to understand what options are available to them should they, they need further assistance. Uh, we're there to help people through a psychiatric or mental health crisis. So if you are really struggling or someone you love is struggling, we're there to help guide you through that process. And really we're there to be to be that space for people who need help. And then to help you to understand what are your options, what can you do, and to get more insight into yourself and, and how we really can create a more mentally well society and how we can help people live their best lives. So we are available 24-7 on the phone whenever anyone needs us. 
Fantastic, Megan. That's 0861435787. That's correct. Super. Megan, thank you for joining us. Um, really great having you on the show. Perfect. Thanks, Nikki. It's always lovely to chat. And lovely chatting to you. Bye-bye. Megan Hoskin, Crisis Line and Marketing Manager at NetCare Kiso.